T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's been a great time to just pause a little bit uh, from the regular schedule and look back at the year and think about where Richmond is in a lot of different ways and also talk about the year to come. And somebody who's there covering it day to day is Bonnie Newman Davis, who's the managing editor of the Richmond Free Press. And I wanted to invite her on this morning to talk about uh, Richmond, but really her uh, new project that she's working on. Uh, Good morning, Bonnie. Good morning, Jason. How are you today? I'm doing so well, and it's good to hear from you. And I, I, I know a lot of people talk about writing a book, and most of them never do. And you sat down <laughs> and decided you're going to put yourself through that, uh, through that while having a full-time job over at the Richmond Free Press. So uh, what, what possessed you to do that? Well, actually, um, and thanks again for having me on this morning. Um, Actually, several things uh, possessed me and and took hold of me and all sorts of other uh, ways you want to put it. But um, the idea for the book, Truth Tellers, The Power and Presence of Black Women Journalists Since 1960, um, actually, it has a lot of legs the idea itself, but um, I can say that it's rooted in my having worked at uh, Virginia Commonwealth University teaching there Mm. for several years um, in the journalism mass comm department. And so I um, was writing for the National Association of Black Journalists magazine and actually eventually became editor of that magazine. And in doing so, noticed that a lot of the features uh, or profiles were about uh, black men and, you know, some very famous black men, New York Times former editor, uh, Dean Baquette, Lerone Bennett, who was with Ebony, um, what was his name, with uh, Black Enterprise magazine. So I just felt like, you know, it's time to tell the stories about these amazing black women journalists. So um, I... Uh, uh, assignment was set, and uh, so I started working on it seriously when I was at North Carolina A&T State University, my alma mater, which I uh, started teaching there after I left BCU in 2011. And so I was given the opportunity to you know, start traveling and talk to many of the women I'd met over the years um, as part of NABJ, I was on the board, so, you know, I was in a position to meet uh, many of these women, but also some people, you know, that I was in school with, uh, in graduate school and, and uh, Dow Jones news writing program, um, as well as women whom I'd worked with 
um, in Richmond. So, yeah, that's what kind of started it all. And, um, yeah, for the most part, I was working uh, full-time throughout this process, started working with the Free Press back in May. And at that point, uh, the book was pretty much done. Uh, The pandemic gave me the opportunity to really dig in. And um, so once the body or the main part of the book was done, I felt like I could enter, re-enter the work world full-time. One of the things that's fascinating about this topic, and, and it's something that I think a lot of journalists now, it's it's not something you really think about now. Uh, but, mm-hmm. there, were, you know, if you, if you think that journalists are people who are there to hold those in power accountable and ask tough questions, and sometimes they're confrontations, I mean, we're talking about... Um, you're talking about a time in history where sometimes those journalists weren't even allowed in the room and they certainly didn't have any power yet. They had to ask questions and, and get truth from uh, people who had power over them. So Mm -hmm. uh, what, what was that like? And could you maybe educate us on one or two of the uh, black women journalists that you profile in your book that stand Mm -hmm. out? Right. Sure. Um, Dorothy Gilliam, who I like to talk about, um, is one of those women you described. She worked for The Washington Post, was the first uh, full-time black woman reporter and eventually columnist there. And so Dorothy, here she is seating, you know, in the Hall of Power in D.C. and at one of the... um, most well-known newspapers in the world. And uh, she had a hard time, and she admits it in her book, her own book, and in my book about uh, the treatment she encountered in terms of uh, sources not wanting to talk with her or let them into her homes and, you know, taxi drivers not wanting to pick her up to take her to her her various assignments. Mm. And even when she, you know, was covering um, some aspects of the civil rights movement because she started working there in the early 1960s at the Post and um, not being able to find anywhere to stay while on assignment. So she ended up um, sleeping at a local black funeral home. That was the only place she could um, find, you know, um, shelter for the night or for the day she was there. So that's just one example. But still, uh, there are others with uh, various women who also were shunned, treated very shabbily uh, in their newsrooms by um, their coworkers and colleagues and ignored and just all of these atrocities that I just find, you know, unspeakable and unthinkable. Some things have changed, sure, uh, over the years, but a lot of it still exists based on some of the things that I hear from um, women, men and women, Mm -hmm. minorities in newsrooms. So, um, but despite it all, they persevered. I mean, I've certainly had my own um, um, experiences (laughs) Uh, in in newsrooms and in workplaces, but still, you know, you're committed to the cause, you see the big picture and the need for us to be in there, in those spaces. And so as a result, uh, we live to tell our stories and hopefully people can uh, be enlightened and and learn from um, what we're sharing. And because, you know, at the end of the day, we all want a better 
society, for everybody to live and thrive in. That's the goal. That's the purpose. And so I'm just really overjoyed to, you know, be able to present these stories, 24 different women and my own story. It's not so much a part of the book. I actually have a companion um, story or book coming out that goes into a little bit more detail about myself. So, yeah, great question. I know you in 24 women, and I know this is a national story. Were there any women that you um, that you talk about who might have a special meaning to uh, those of us here in Virginia or had a presence in Virginia? Um, Yeah, for sure. I would uh, definitely say that. (laughs) (laughs) Besides me. (laughs) Yes, uh, besides me, I would definitely say, uh, well, there are many. And of course, you know, I couldn't get everybody in the book. Right. um, Diane Walker, um, who recently retired from NBC 12, uh, 12 on your side. Yeah, a lot of people know Diane, sure. Yes, yes, top-ranked consumer reporter. And she has some very interesting stories, which I was able to share one or two in the book. Um, But uh, Diane is from Richmond. She was born in Richmond, went to Armstrong High School, uh, attended and graduated from UVA, and she was actually one of the first uh, women who um, to be admitted to the University of Virginia, I think it was in the mid seventies really? when they opened okay. the doors to women, which I was surprised to learn. I didn't know that history myself about UVA. Um, but yeah, Diane, she has a very uh, compelling story about uh, the treatment she encountered um, while trying to uh, help consumers and you know uh, experiences and. Um, Chesterfield County with police and you know, just all sorts of things. So, yeah, and uh, so I was very glad to be able to include her in the book. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, some of us, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, you know, for me, it's uh, maybe that's a little naive, but, you you know, you could, I would consider her someone in the modern era who, you know, you mm-hmm. don't think about like, 20 years right. ago, things were so different just back then. I mean, I'm thinking about back in the 1960s, but you're talking about, yeah. you're talking about yeah. recently where she can, mm-hmm. she's still talking about it and she's still working. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, there are other women, uh, also Barbara Sierra, um, who is in the Tidewater area, very popular anchor. Yes. She's now in the Virginia Communications Hall of Fame, um, who uh, actually, you know, similar experiences as that of Diane. But um, again, they these women, you know, they're just women of steel, really, and, and, and determination. And despite all the flights and obstacles. They continue to persevere. There were also a couple of women I had intended to interview, um, but did not. Well, <laughs> one of them, Cassandra Wynn, who lives in Charlotte, she was you know, the first black woman to work probably for the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Um, and a good friend of mine, I interviewed her, could not find the notes uh, when it came time, when I oh, well. sat down <laughs> to, you know, start writing. And I, I'm sure they're around here somewhere, but um, I really, you know, hate that I wasn't able to um, include her in, in this work. 
Well, but, you know, yeah, I, you have to you have to have representative stories, and I know it's hard to it's hard to get to everybody. But uh, what do you see? You know, just in our in in the last ten seconds here, um, since we're looking ahead, you know, this is lessons learned. What do we need to learn from a book like this about what's to come in journalism? I think the lesson uh, for me is that well a lot of things again like i say perseverance determination uh knowing that these women sit in these spaces sometimes um not really being treated uh as you know uh human beings really but um the fact that they're there that we're going to be there we're there we're going to continue to be there and it's something more or less for young women um or young people in general um a guide as to how to uh, walk into these spaces and to conduct yourself and, you know, to know that it's a higher purpose and a higher calling. Yes, and and the people, in time, you know, folks will come around. I that's think, right. I hope. <laughs> and, and and good to know, you know, the people who came before, before you and forged the way and also uh, the importance of so many, you know, working to get diverse perspectives in newsrooms. All exactly. right. Well, Bonnie, I'm out of time, but uh, the book again, people can find online, I assume. Yes. Truth Amazon. Tellers, Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's where you get it. And right. uh, Truth Tellers, the power and presence of black women journalists since 1960. Thanks for being on this morning. Thank you so much, Jason. Have a good one. You too. Bonnie Newman Davis, managing editor of the Richmond Free Press on News Radio WRVA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.